Hi everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We want you to get ready for a nursery rhyme reading, Saudi Arabian Wyatt Jim Flexen episode of your favorite brothers who love to discuss. We're going to cover everything from the frill-filled house show that is Super Showdown to the breath of fresh summer air that is NXT TakeOver and NXT UK, which has been pretty good. And finally... Another round of Two Rumors and a Lie, where I have to figure out which of these absurd wrestling rumors is quote-unquote real, and which one Matt created while taking a coffee dump this week. Matt, very excited to be here again. How the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, we were talking about earlier of uh, my my attitude towards WWE, and uh, I, it's... It's something that uh, you know we'll, we'll figure out as we go along because we're starting to see that there are there are some better uh, options out there. But uh, thankfully, we got we actually got some good product this week from the WWE. Um, really enjoy. I promise it's out there. I agree. I promise it's out there, guys. We're gonna talk about it. Um... <laughs> but uh, if you want to see everything else that the brothers of discussion have talked about. Uh, you go to bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, from there, you can find the other 81 episodes of the Brothers of Discussion. You can find all of our old blogs, uh, some of which we're actually going to reference today when we start talking about Ooh. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. But if you want to see more than just the conversations on Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, you can find it on bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com, as well as our social media. Just go ahead and put the at bod podcast on your search browser or your, your browsing search toolbar whatever you want to call it um and you're <laughs> gonna find our twitter and our facebook you can find them the same way uh follow the conversations we try to be live during every uh wrestling program uh it's probably not gonna happen on uh this week's episode of nxt considering we're recording right now but uh hey we'll we'll, we'll see what happens um uh, we're recording at 6 18 p.m on a Wednesday. Why? Uh, well, tonight's NXT mic isn't going to be as grand as uh, the rest of the programming was because we're getting uh, house shows or the uh, house matches for or the dark uh, matches for uh, the TakeOver yes. and then uh, probably some recap on, on what we just watched on TakeOver 25. Um, but yeah, with that, we're going to talk about that a little later. Let's get into the normal segment, Mike. Um, let's talk about some tidbits. If it's okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, if you want to go in order here, well, I'll, I'll introduce this first topic. I'll just keep going, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll dissect it here. But here in Tidbits, uh, we grab a few different items that we liked uh, throughout the week of wrestling, kind of make it a little bit easier for your ears uh, for SmackDown and Raw consumption. But, yeah, uh, this try goes... to... Oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, try to condense that, that five hours into roughly uh, six or seven little nuggets. Yeah. Six or seven They're... little... Uh, deer poops, if you will. They're just, Those little malted milk balls. Yeah. They're they're not worth it anymore, going <laughs> given every single segment its own conversation. Um right. but this is outside of those segments. This is an NXT UK show being scheduled, Mike, on the same day as All Out. So Triple H actually released a quote earlier today. Uh and, and I thought it would be fun for us to figure out whether or not this is uh you know, is 
Is Triple H playing two two rumors and a lie here? But um, <laughs> so Triple H said, I will just say this to everybody in here. I don't know who he's referencing, but contrary to I'm sure some of the buzz, the date of August 31st is a date we've had for a long time. The building has been booked uh, with us in Cardiff. Geez, long before WrestleMania 35, I think. Uh, we just hadn't announced it because it wasn't the right time, and you don't want to announce something for a brand six months out or whatever. At least I don't, the way I see it. I mean, this is so random. Uh, yeah. Tonight was the right night to do it. It had nothing to do with anybody else, to be honest. We will take place live in primetime in the UK and be on in the afternoon here in the US. So it is, Mike, what it is. Um, so, quite so a scattered thought. What? How do you take your UK team, Mike? <laughs> I'm going to say that I think, honestly, I, I think that Triple H probably is telling the truth. I, I don't know when else you could have really announced it. You probably want to announce it closer to that date because of the way they like to build up shows. You want to build yeah. up the next pay-per-view before looking that far into the future where you're building something up at, almost in September. Um, but what they probably wanted to avoid is... You know, if you did it too early, that goes against WWE's whole, um, like, schematic plan for yeah. when they announce things. And then if you waited too long, then you're looking at, you know, oh, they scheduled it on purpose on that day. And then Triple H's statement would have been really hollow. Uh, but, well, you know, would have been, or you would have been skeptical about it. And then, once they found out about All Out, he couldn't, like, announce it the next day. Because then it would look <laughs> like they are trying, you know. Yeah. To, so this sounds like the best possible PC move they could have made. Uh, PC. Uh, PR. Oh, my God. Politically correct. <laughs> this is the best PR move they could have made. Just give it about a week after the all-out announcement and then just say, well, ours is in the afternoon, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so I'm honestly, I'm going to take the diplomatic approach, and I will take Triple H at his word because when has he ever led us astray? <laughs> Matt? Uh, do you have uh, you want to piggyback that, or do you yeah. feel like uh, Triple H is is throwing some some haze at us? Is he faking us out? Well, my my thing on this is uh, I I just I think we're really seeing Triple H just completely like implode, um, like mentally. Like this job is definitely getting to him because this thought is such a non-issue. <laughs> Well, it came out so scattered. It's just like the promos that he does now when he comes out and talks, I don't know, to who, I don't know who he's talking to, but talking to Randy Orton uh, for for this promo coming up, uh, or uh, for the feud coming up in, in uh, at the Super Showdown. But, uh, so, like, his promos we've been talking about for a while are, are scattered. This is, like, a statement that he didn't, need to make based on how we're seeing like his word choice here it wasn't like an official statement it wasn't something well thought out and it's just like i don't for a second think that they would actually schedule something to screw over aew but god damn if he didn't make me doubt it just by the way he's describing what's going on <laughs> and i still i still am like 95 five like, I'm 95% sure that they did not schedule this to directly compete with AEW or, like, try and steal some of the social media, you know, from... 
we we know AEW is going to have a huge European following based on how many times they mentioned what show or what channel AEW is going to be on in the UK. Um, So, you know, with that being said, we know that's going to be a huge market for AEW and they're really focused on it. But before the statement, it was still, it was 100% sure that it was coincidental. No, I think I think they were probably getting questions about it. And WWE now they're so panicked about what what the you know internet wrestling community is saying. And so as often as they make those tongue in cheek jokes or have heels cut promos about that, you know, like Sami Zayn, the only reason they can make those jokes is because they are obsessing over it. So this definitely looks like a all right, all right, shut up about it. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, it's a non-issue. I mean, this is there's only so many weekends in a year and. You know, it's just like at WrestleMania weekend, everybody does a show that weekend now. Right. Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, you know, it's not that you big know, of a deal. I'm, just, I think it's just, I'm glad you brought it up, though, because Triple H, it, it sucks that it has, it's to this point, and you can definitely see him holding his bald forehead in his hands, just, uh, oh my god. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll say that, too, like, if WWE wasn't doing WrestleMania, there'd be so many indie shows that wouldn't have, like... It's probably like their Black Friday, you know, like the weekend of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's when the one time they sell yep. out shows. So, like, yep. even if WWE were to do that, eh, I'm, I'm yeah. fine with it. But uh, yeah. let's move on. Yeah, uh, probably don't want to put a ton of time into this, but Brock promising to cash in on Friday. And it's something we've harped on, was it two straight weeks now? Where, yeah, why, why would you ruin a beautiful gimmick like Money in the Bank where the whole allure of it is that it's a mystery when somebody is gonna um exploit you know of an injured or fallen champion to sneak in and steal a win it, it just it makes no sense and it looked like you wanted to add a little wrinkle to this because you're talking about it bordering on was it false advertising you wrote yep it it really truly is i mean this is like how companies get in trouble where they say come in and grab something you know grab so and so for free on tuesdays and then if you drive up and the store just open and they're like oh we're, we're all out you, know, you have to actually provide something at that point uh otherwise you can have a huge you know you can do like a uh, what do you call it uh one of those lawsuits where a bunch of people sue at the same time um anyway like that is is real. Oh, class action. Yeah, and class because action. the yeah. WWE gets to put cards subject to change on their stupid ticket, now they have this freedom to lie every week. Brock Lesnar's going to tell us who he's cashing in with. Brock Lesnar yeah. is cashing in tonight. That's what the fucking graphic said. It said he is cashing in. I am I am dead serious when I say like this this isn't just like the issue of like false advertising, like getting viewers on on false pretenses. That's what they're doing, yeah. and then they get to tell USA, look how many people watched. Give us, you know, give us another contract, or they tell their, uh, you know, who who's buying ad space. Look how many people watched. Blah blah blah. No, it's... I think you bring up a, a really good point. Because um, for us, week to week doing a podcast. Um, I, you know, I steal Raw and SmackDown every week. I'm, I'm not who we're talking about. I'm talking about, like, and I think you're going to agree, people who buy tickets. Yeah. So if you're getting promises about, you know, a, a Brock Lesnar cash-in or something like that, that's that's a ticket that it's, if you're buying it secondhand, its value is going up, and it's going to be more expensive. So how is that going to start to be kind of a ripple effect where you can just make 
empty hollow promises every week you know behind closed doors get people to buy in then they show up and they don't get what they're buying tickets for um it's it kind of reminds me of in the nba when you would buy tickets to an nba concert you pay for parking you pay to get in the building you pay for concessions and then they'll do like a like an injury report and you find out the superstars are taking a day off so you know out of this you're missing out on what you thought was going to be you know wwe championship cash yeah. in so <laughs> i mean yeah i think i like we don't want to make a, a mountain out of a molehill but it, it's definitely something that it's becoming it's a setting pattern. a very strange precedent yeah like if it if it was if it wasn't a pattern like we're seeing right now it it would be something where i just go well that sucked today but it's three weeks in a row now i mean even if you were a company that was buying up this ad space like you'd have to start thinking in the future going okay they it's such a you know it's such a short-term gain it's such a short-sighted uh strategy because in the long yeah. run what they're gonna do is play the uh boy who ca- cried wolf and eventually we're just gonna not care because it just won't happen right um but that's you know will the will the wrestling fan actually do that i don't know will they finally give up because they keep getting lied to week after week ah no you know what i don't think that it means that you would necessarily give up on wrestling but i think it would mean that it could be something where you maybe watch wwe a little bit less maybe you stop paying for the wwe network maybe you see another option so it's just it's it's the preliminary it's the early stages but it's definitely something that you know kind of raises eyebrows and rolls some eyes yeah. over here at the brothers of discussion um i did want to do one little tag too uh just bringing up the nba and what that expectation is with the ticket the other thing that was brought up um people are looking at the like the numbers as far as what's popping on social media and getting people to um click engage things like that yeah and it's, you know, the NBA Finals right now. And people are excited about the Finals. They're really good numbers. But people are also super-duper excited for the off season. So they want to see where the players are going to, you know, change teams, how free agency is going to work out, how the draft's going to work out, how trades are going to work out, stuff like that. Um, and it's arguably more exciting than the actual sport of basketball. <laughs> like, the sport itself is taking a back seat. Um, well, it's probably, I mean, you, you pretty much figure out who's going to win the, the NBA championship, you know, <laughs> before the season yeah. starts. Yeah, you can see the mega team already built. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but it brought up an interesting point that if this offseason is such a big moneymaker, do you think that there will ever be a time where maybe WWE will get into that? Because it definitely smells like AEW is going to be able to get away with that the way we're not sure if they're 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 not going to be you know burping out nine hours of content every week like wwe is um <laughs> did you use burping because i keep burping into the microphone oh no i was drinking a slurpee so i was burping <laughs> i'm yeah I, I have one of those little tiny dr peppers oh, a little yeah. little thumbnail image dr pepper yeah i like those um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we I on the way home I drive by the good seven eleven where they actually keep like they maintain the Slurpee machines. They don't all have the red light, you know, out of order. Um But yeah, man, I was just gonna say with you know, WWE it felt like the um the roster changes fell flat, the wild card has kinda fallen flat. Do you think it would benefit to instead have some kind of off season where you have time to digest and kinda leave wanting more? 
Do you think that that would be a good idea? Because it's worked so well in the NBA? Absolutely not. No, yeah, like we've we've talked about it before. Um, I, <laughs> uh, it, you're definitely leading the witness. Uh, <laughs> I I I think we both agree. Like even for uh, if we just talked about the the health and wellness of your employees, like absolutely there should be an off season. Um, and you're not just talking about like like give me giving me that baloney about how wrestlers that are in companies with off seasons that they keep wrestling. I think for like mental health, like you need that option, you need that release, or you need like that break. And even if you go find something else to do, it's better than just hitting the same, you know, routes with the same 50 people for the same 52 weeks for the same five years. It's just uh, a break is always good. And I, I would side to say I, I would want it more for the, the, the wellness of these superstars that, uh, you know, we, we just watch and hope that they keep fighting every week. But um, I think for that, 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 that idea of, of creating a, a more of a want or a need just based on taking that time off, I, I, think, I think that would be tremendous. I think that's what helps sell – the NFL and the NHL and, and Major League Baseball, it's where it, it scares me to think that, you know, these uh, Vince McMahon thinks he's going to sell an XFL the week after football ends, but people don't want football for 52 weeks. Um, I mean, it, I, I would say a good chunk of NFL fans don't want to just keep watching football. Uh, and I, I do love football, but there's other stuff I want to watch. Right. There's stuff that's already scheduled to start or you know get more of a push or however you want i i just the xfl's dumb uh and the fact that these wrestlers go for 52 weeks out of the year is dumb uh there's there's so much more to dissect here but a short answer yeah yeah and i I think uh it really feels like AEW is going to do something like that um and that's that's another scary piece of news for wwe and their their shareholders so We'll wait and see. Nope. Um, Matt, another uh, another story we don't want to give a lot of time to, but <laughs> poor <laughs> Lars Sullivan had to give his first promo. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, trying to pump us up for his flattening of the Lucha House. I almost called him the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha House Party this Friday. Yeah. Um, really, his first official match, I think. I mean, on a on a pay per view, as far as you know, WWE goes. So. They definitely wrote him some suffering succotash, and they had him asking if you people were familiar with Three Blind Mice. And it actually was kind of a scary promo, because he talked about, see how they run, I'm going to pull their tails out, and paint the walls with their bodily fluids. And (laughs) it definitely gave me pause, but that was like the last 15 seconds of the promo, and I just, I feel bad for Lars, because... I was really excited for him. All that awful news about his his gross comments on that workout site. Uh, his first feud is with three luchadors, um, and now he has this awful promo to really kickstart his career. Oof. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It it make, feels like they they really uh, they really fucked up. For, like it it feels yeah. like his career is <laughs> never going to take off. For all of the stories that they've like hit the emergency break on uh i'm pretty sure this was one that would have been fine like let's destroy this 
Um, because, you know, maybe someone's more woke than I am and smarter than I am, and they can look at a luchador and say they are not only identified by their, you know, like the Mexican heritage. Unfortunately, I mean, that's what I see. That's what I think WWE with a bunch of different wrestlers and then a luchador group that runs into the ring with pinatas. I think it's it would be very hard to to see anything else, uh, even if you were smarter and more. Right, woke they conditioned. Than I am. Yeah, they so, conditioned you to associate all that stuff with those guys. It, exactly. Yeah. So that that to drive it so hard, and then to make Lars Sullivan the guy that has to punish them for being who they are. Uh, just yeah, it's some really bizarre symbolism yeah. that I can't I can't believe they're not aware of. I, I, it's but almost like Lars is going to lose on Friday. That's the problem. Like you either have to. They're they're either telling us no, we see this, and you're gonna watch it, or they're so <laughs> goddamn blind to reuse the three blind mice that they don't they don't even. They're so like God. They're so far behind in every form of entertainment that they don't see that this is a problem. Um, I I don't know. Like I told you, and I'm gonna be honest with everybody here. Um, I didn't, like, I, I saw the promo on my phone, but like I always admit, I'm watching a lot of wrestling on my phone with it muted. I didn't get to hear what was going on in this promo, but everybody on Twitter let me know right after. So there was not, a, there weren't a lot of people that were huge fans of this, and there aren't a lot of people who are missing what's actually, like, what you, what your, what the eyes are capturing, capturing visually here with a guy we've dubbed as possibly being, um, you know, uh, just a racist and taking out three luchadors. All right. Yeah. So, fine. All right. That's where we're at. Um, Again, like you said, there isn't too much to dissect here, but it just... Well, I think they're... Like you said, there kind of is, but you don't want to dwell too much on the on the symbolism of uh, the large white man making awful comments about race, allowing him to feud and squash three men who uh, trumpet their nationalities in every step of their characters. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I hope maybe I hope maybe they're just blind. Let's hope for that. Um, but Matt, <laughs> yowie wowie. I I geeked so geeked out so hard about Bray Wyatt's promo this week. Um, well, no, this is a terrific transition because we're talking about uh, Satan himself putting together this <laughs> awful storyline. Um, well, um, but yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> so with Bray, yeah, um, this week he debuted not one but two new puppets. One of them to look like Vince McMahon um, and had little devil horns, which I thought were a little redundant. I think the devil is already devil enough. You don't need to put, you know, <laughs> waffles on top of pancakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the other one was Bray introduced Huskis the pig, which I, I embarrassed that I didn't start to put this together, uh, earlier. I just thought that it was kind of an allusion to his character, but all these puppets now are starting to represent different segments of bray's career yeah um huskis the pig basically uh bray cut a cut a uh heel promo on his own pig puppet talking about how fat he was he's out of shape which is an obvious allusion to his original wwe character husky harris um a vince mcmahon puppet comes in and basically says if you don't get in shape you're gonna get fired so if you're looking at the 
um, subtext, Bray is showing, like, this Firefly Funhouse is basically all the internalized thoughts he's had about building his character over the years. Yeah. Um, and how different people have given input into it. So Huskis Harris, Huskis the pig, Husky Harris, and Vince, that was one thing that he wanted to change so that he could get to where he is today. You know, he got Abigail the Witch, Abby the Witch, which was Sister Abigail, which is part of that, you know, dark character where he's trying to almost emulate the Undertaker. Um, you've got Mercy the Buzzard, which, if you go back and watch uh, uh, Waylon Mercy, his character, it's the Hawaiian shirt, it's the white khakis, um, it's the southern accent, it's the... You know, if you watch the promos, you almost, you know, if you squint, it's Bray Wyatt. Um, you got Ramblin' Rabbit, and a lot of the times um, on the, the internet wrestling community, what a great bunch they are, uh, would heckle poor Bray and say his promos just kind of went off the rails, that he was always kind of kind of rambling. It didn't have any focus. So he's he's literally, in these promos manifesting all these like doubts into puppets and trying to face them in front of us and trying to exercise his own demons on a wrestling show i think this is the most advanced character depth we've ever seen like (laughs) papers have been written about like the id ego superhero ego from like alfred hitchcock's psycho movie I think you could honestly write papers about what we're learning about, you know, Bray Wyatt, the man. Yeah. And what he's going through when he's trying to create characters and entertain us. We're literally, the Firefly Funhouse is in his head. That's his brain that we're learning about. <laughs> like, his, his total consciousness is just laid out. He showed his whole, like, he's showing us his hand. This is, it's incredible stuff, Matt. Um and I'm trying to I'm trying to show it to you know some people who I know studied lit in 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 school paid money for degrees in it, and you know, you know you know still working as a waiter somewhere. But at the very least, uh, you're going to be able to really appreciate somebody who sat down and wrote this new angle for Bray Wyatt because I, I think there's a lot to really unpack with all these details. Um, I don't want to hog all the spotlight, but yowie wowie are they doing an a plus job building this character like we honestly don't even need to see him wrestle i would just watch these segments every week because it's just such a great creation of a character this is like watching breaking bad this is you know Mad Men. this is watching the great characters ever that's what this is well, I, and I think, you know, you said it all. You said all the all the glowing points, but I, I think I'll, I'll just come back to whatever, you know, the, the fear will always be uh, for all of us that it's, it's great that they're doing a great job right now. But we all loved Bray Wyatt before, you know, he hit the ring when he was first showing up as Bray Wyatt. I think we were all excited. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as deep as this. But I, th- I think that just goes to show that, that Bray is a great, um, he, he's the common denominator in, in all of these pre-wrestling match promos. Um, and he does such a great job of stringing us along and getting us to listen. Because even though, even though I think from Bray's, um, you know, this is, this is something that is going deep into Bray's, uh, Bray's psyche. But those other promos where he was talking about taking over the world or having, like, John Cena as, as everybody's hero or something like that, like, he was still going pretty deep 
with his conversations. Yeah. I think now we're just we're hitting a level where it's it's. Um, I think this week it it definitely jumped over the line of uh, in, in regards to subtlety of what <laughs> of what the picture that was being painted um and it, you know to to say that too since he's normally painting or has some sort of picture to uh to show off in his in his room there but um yes. the point being to all this is that bray is, has always done a great job with promos but are they gonna book him for us to believe what's going on because eventually he might have to be you know without actually uh asking for forgiveness uh but trying to get us to believe in him if he loses um i i'll just say that's that could really be the only other thought to add to this uh because we know it hasn't gone his way before so i'll, I'll, right. I'll just say of course this is wonderful this is beautiful work um but you know what what's next because i i do agree that right now it does feel like we could watch this forever but you need some sort of end game to it unless uh you know unless he's going to tell a whole nother story about you know how the wwe is just this never-ending story so he'll never actually make it to the ring he's just making a comment on how <laughs> there never is like a cap to the storyline um that would be this, that would take it to a whole nother level of meta i'm gonna say that this is this has never been done i i can't yeah you know you no, could maybe I mean, you could maybe put it up there, there with um like maybe with the undertaker as far as creating a mythos yeah um you know where like every angle every every light color mm-hmm. every sentence is just you know part of this this entity and bray's definitely building that yeah. um i think the all they have to do because obviously you know you can't have a guy go undefeated the rest of his career he's gonna lose matches right but i think if you compare it to the undertaker or like a mankind and i think mankind might be a closer comparison just because he as much as we love undertaker i don't think he ever cut promos like this and i think mick foley could i think you have to give bray some sort of massive championship victory you know something like you know we always remember you're always going to remember mankind you know defeating uh basically all of dx you know that one monday night raw with the the monday night wars that was a incredible amazing moment so even though mick didn't win tons of titles you remember him as a champion because they gave him that massive moment right so just to prove that this bray character finally has merit and value he is going to have to hold a championship yeah I, I i obviously agree with you um i think it even has to be bigger than the mcfoley thing because that He's not going to be coming in as a down on his luck character. He's he's got to come in and and like own. He's got to probably crush uh, or squash some competition. Like I for a while like that that to me like if he comes in and he struggles in a match, I don't know. I'm going to start to question why we did take so long in in booking him. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. can't. It has to be at a higher level. It has to mean that he's reached some sort of peak that uh you know we we thought would be unreachable but that's where that's the fear is he are they actually going to have him come in and take down roman reigns or or brock lesnar i don't know i mean the scary thing is that we watched dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre destroy the mid card for quite a while and and or i should i should talk about drew mcintyre and look where he's at but 
Yeah, we're going to get to him in a minute, because uh, I kind of cheated you out of that last week, but I'm realizing that they've already built um, a crutch for this Bray character by introducing that mask two weeks ago. So I'm worried that they're just going to do what they do with Finn Balor, and, you know, he's only undefeated when he puts on this mask. So that, again, will beg the question, why not always wear the mask? Or why not always wear the body paint like Finn Balor? So yeah, but we I, have a feeling, I have a feeling Bray's going to immediately address that, though, and say something like he doesn't want the protector to be there or whatever. Um, but Yeah, but you won't be satisfied with that. That's just, I mean, that's one way to write it, but you won't, we don't like it when Finn says that. So that, I, I wouldn't he, be happy if he said, I, I don't want the protector there. Like, then what was the point of everything? You know, I think he's got to find himself and, and realize, you know, what, what could be, what's going to help him manifest, you know, the champion. Because he's, he's trying to figure out, you know, does he just want to exist in the WWE or, and, and I feel like, he's trying to find like the champion um not necessarily like a john cena champion but kind of more like in in split uh when you have like the monster that kind of leads everybody and does all the talking like that and and yeah uh, you know if you haven't seen split it's uh the oh my gosh i just had his name what's the director's name the writer and director oh Shyamalan. yeah so that's that's that Shyamalan movie where there's the um character that has like 28 different personalities but then one of them is is a monster and i think the beast yeah the beast i think that's that's kind of part of the inspiration here um maybe not directly but you you can definitely see some some similarities here and uh i think eventually we'll see the protector and and uh, uh who the beast was and split start to you know make some similar moves so things can things can get accomplished uh, and i and i think you're right like things can get accomplished without the beast but uh for for him to win the championship the beast is gonna have to come along i just they're gonna have to be really creative to make me accept that bray wyatt's okay losing (laughs) until until you know he reaches a breaking point i don't know i feel like he should already be at that breaking point with these crazy promos any hoozles um i don't do you have any final thoughts on that i don't want to move on without Yeah, we definitely, because I want to give some time. I I know you got screwed last week. Um, Just kind of Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. They were a kick-ass tag team together. Um, You know, not that long ago, we actually saw them win a tag team championships together. Um, You know, they split up because McIntyre wanted to go his own, on his own way, um, and prove that he never never needed Dolph. And the booking was strong enough. You're like, God damn, McIntyre's, you know, Claymore kicking the shit all the way to the top of the card. And now... They're on opposite sides of the spectrum uh, with Super Showdown, um, you know, just a, a day and a half away here, Matt. Um, and tell us, tell us a little bit about that and uh, why why you think WWE is doing this respectively to these two characters. What's going on here? Well, I mean, if, uh, you know, I just went back and read some of my articles <laughs> from a year ago and, and some of the parts that led up to those tag team championships were... You know, it's the storyline that made Ziggler and McIntyre make so much sense is that the, the two of them hadn't really been given, like, a, a major shot in a long time. But then we saw when they worked together, they could really start moving mountains. Um, but then in my articles, I always came back to this idea that McIntyre was your true champion. Ziggler was just the guy to, like, push you up 
to that spot. Like he he had enough. Um, he had enough. I think like background and, and connection with the fans. Uh, you know, something that McIntyre didn't have because he just had that background with three MB. But um, it was something that Ziggler could lead the way on the mic, and McIntyre could start to find his own. Like he would become more believable on the microphone because he was so dominant in the ring. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that was a year ago I was writing that article. Um, and now Dolph Ziggler is in a WWE Championship match this, uh, this Friday in Saudi Arabia for Super Showdown. And Drew McIntyre is still the stooge. He's still the bodyguard. Now he's protecting Shane McMahon. Um, I know you, you put it uh, a couple times as me getting screwed because... <laughs> Uh, we didn't talk about it last week. I mean, that's not, it's not, I mean, it, the story is ever evolving and it'll, it seems that, uh, the thing of it is that this will always be relevant. Um, because McIntyre just for whatever reason will not be given a shot. Uh, so I just, you know, is, is there, is there much more to say about it? I, I just think it's, it's, uh, a, a tragedy. Like, I think no, there was a, a point that they they missed where all the fans were ready for McIntyre to to get a shot against Brock, to get a shot at the title, and they just kept you know moseying along and pushing it out, pushing it out, pushing it out, and switching brands and beating up Dolph yeah. Ziggler and having him go out there and embarrass himself, saying like that made him you know the most dominant force in the WWE, just real lazy you know creative. Yeah. Well, he got. They did give him credit for a while for breaking up the Shield, which I thought was cool, and ending the career of Dolph Ziggler, which I thought was cool. But it kind of feels like exactly like you're saying. They they pissed away all that momentum. Yeah. Um, which was a lot uh, like it was a talking just like point. with Braun Strowman. Yeah. They pissed away all that momentum as well. Where now he's I would I would hesitate to even call it a mid card match um, against Bobby Lashley. I think. I, I don't I, I don't know what else they wanted to see, if they're going to be so concerned about you know people tuning in every week and you know we could see Super Show now and it's got all these old fogies on it. If you want the future, why didn't you go all in on McIntyre? I I don't understand. He's even the WWE shape and it's it's <laughs> you know the the body shape the the voice the look that they look for. Um. Yeah, and it was something like a year ago I, I was writing, like, yes, to me, this is all great. You know, I was buying my McIntyre t-shirts. I was I was enjoying the booking. Like, I, I, I did like this idea of these two guys were actually becoming more dominant because they, they found this common ground. But I always warned myself. Like, in every article I wrote, I did, like, a series where weekly I would, I would kind of track, like, which direction were they going, and it was just up, 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 up. And I kept saying that this was such a fragile, like, uh, push that if they had any sort of losing streak, you know, stumble into their storyline, that that would be it. That would be the end of it. And Dolph disappeared and came back a hero, or or of sorts, like, you know, came back as a challenger for the championship. Uh, And Drew, who... You know, play. You know, did the part. You know, played the role as the pro wrestler that we've talked about. Uh, you know, going in both directions. Uh, the two of us uh, over the last couple months of like, d- does a wrestler do that because they're paid to be an actor? Um, 
I don't know, maybe the conversation isn't about what McIntyre's doing, but, uh, like, the decisions he's making. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a problem, um, it's a problem that's now, uh, should be, if, if you haven't noticed it before, should should be more than apparent now than, uh, you know, with what's happening to McIntyre. All of that build, all of that time, all those opportunities. And I even picked McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble, and man, could I, you know, not even, not even sniffing like an interesting match. Uh, you know, he, he gets to lose to, to Roman Reigns. Is that good for your character? No. <laughs> Just right. And it looks like he's, you know, sometimes we gotta, you want to step back and look at the bigger picture with this storyline right now. Um, so he's a, he's a lackey for Shane McMahon. Um, and I, it, I have to think in some capacity they're keeping Shane so involved because I guess in Saudi Arabia they do like watching the greatest hits, I guess, of WWE. Um, you know, yeah. that's why they, they keep, you know, offering bundles of money to get Undertaker on the show again, even though he can't wrestle. It's like if that was my, if I was in Saudi Arabia and that was my money, you know, I, I don't need to see more. Sorry, there's a tree frog going crazy. I don't need to see more uh, Undertaker because he, he can't wrestle. I'll just turn on yeah. the network. He can't do it anymore. It's okay. It happens to all of us. It's a good retirement plan for the Undertaker, though. Just <laughs> kind of bouncing around the ring up. for five minutes and collect a couple yeah. million bucks. Yeah. So I think, uh, like with this storyline, they had to keep Shane involved because Saudi Arabia likes him. Um, but then what's probably going to happen is Big Mac and Roman are going to go at it for a little while and... There's no precedent that Big Mac's going to come out on top for that feud, so... Right. I mean, it goes back to, like, my fears with Bray Wyatt. Like, every... You know, why was I writing in every article? Like, I was warning myself to calm down when it came to Drew McIntyre. And, you know, this is... Here's the result. We're watching it. Because, like you you said, it's a great guess to say his next opponent is Roman Reigns. Uh, (laughs) I mean, and there's no chance that... They're gonna have Roman go over Shade McMahon, and then lose to Drew McIntyre. Kind of, kind of the same idea for Dolph. Like, good for Dolph getting in that championship match, but there's no way, no way he's going over Kofi Kingston. Um, no. But yeah, it's you know it's something that you know WWE. I think their main roster stuff. They just seem so scared of new, of change. Like they they want to they want to go with what they're comfortable with. You know, some segments we're skipping where. They're basically the same story, but with different names, where they'd rather go as somebody trusted, you know, a la Shane, or in the women's division, we got to get Charlotte in there. It's got to be Charlotte. Uh, we got, you know, a main roster of women about 30 deep, and it's usually the same, you know, two or three people getting, you know, real opportunities. So, I don't know, Matt. It's just, it's just another, just another chip. Bloop. Another chip on the table that says, "Man, maybe maybe AEW is the way to go." Yeah, I don't know how someone could could argue that for the women's division. Um, and I mean that in as a as a viewer, and then also as a performer. Oh yeah, and I, I'm t- I'm looking at it from the performer. Like obviously, if you're Alexa Bliss, why would you go anywhere else? You get to go on TV, drink coffee, be a manager for Nikki. Uh, I always want to call her Nikki Cross, the traffic boss. Like she was <laughs> working for like a local news station. Um, yeah. 
Can you imagine McIntyre in AEW, by the way? Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, there's there's so many guys. Like, I don't want to be the guy that, that plays that game, and then I'll shoot the Cody Rhodes gif of him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Listening. Hand by his ear. Hand to the ear. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just, um, it's, it's, you know, it, we're, we're planting our own seeds here, where it looks like, the writing, you know, let's do all the cliches. The writing's on the wall where changes have to be made in WWE or they're going to really fuck this up for themselves. Um, but um, unless you want, unless you had another comment, um, I was ready to move on. You ready to go over to NXT TakeOver? Yeah. I mean, we don't have to go through every single match, but... Um, well, Dave Meltzer said the Adam Cole-Johnny Gargano match is one of the greatest NXT matches of all time. Or he might have said WWE matches. But, wow. uh, yeah, I think he was pretty close to the same opinion at uh, TakeOver at Mania, too. He, he really mm. likes himself some Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Wow. I, uh, I thought that was the most AEW match of the night. There was uh, no less than 400 super kicks in that match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love those guys, but honestly, I... I I prefer the Adam Cole Ricochet title match for the North American belt, and then Gar- Gimme Gargano and Champa. Um, this match was really, really great. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I thought the entertainment value in those other feuds was better. Um, really? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. The argument I'll make is that we would talk undisputed era nonstop, and like what was going to happen. Like that was still a weekly conversation for us. And while, you know, the match is about Gargano and Adam Cole, I think it all it all intertwined. And we even said the whole show would wrap around Undisputed Era. Yeah. I just, I mean, Street Profits, it's fine. I wish Montez Ford would put on a shirt. I swear to God, it's the most distracting thing in the world. I'm sorry. I'm a jerk for saying it. But please, like, have copy your tag partner. Put on a shirt. Um, Montez? Yeah, with his puffy nips. I can't, I can't not see it. Um, <laughs> so Jesus. distracting, the whole match. Um, and, you know, EO and, and Shayna. I, I thought I that was a Candace really good LeRae wrestling match. has ever held a kendo stick before. Um, she almost uh, whacked Marina. Like, <laughs> every time she went back uh, <laughs> to swing that thing, she was hitting somebody in the head. Um, and you know it's just kind of disappointing. I I, I I didn't know I I wanted Shayna to lose as bad as I did until the end of that match. Um, you know, and then uh, Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream ended with kind of a I don't know. It it wasn't filled with the amount of 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 hate you know like Adam Cole would have for Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah. But I could say that Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong had had some definite hate, and that's just because Roderick Strong just seems to be the little ball of hate uh, that that NXT should be proud to have now that he's part of Undisputed Era. I've obviously changed uh, changed over. I think my feud with Roderick Strong lasted like two weeks before he became a member of the Undisputed Era. Now one of my favorites in NXT. But uh, yeah, yeah, to kind of recap everything real quickly, I. I would have to say, like, that I've already watched Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano three times. Wow. Yeah, I'd say, um, like, for Breeze and Dream, it kind of, it had some fun moments, but it's not a match I'm going to want to rewatch. Um, and I think that's one thing we usually try to pick out. 
Yeah. Io and Shayna was really strong. It's um, it's probably just it's... a shame that the ending was. I don't know. It's like an SNL skit, like, or you know, one SNL skit out of the whole year now nowadays. But you get that SNL skit that just seems to keep building and building and building and building, and then they have some alien come in, and that's how the the skit ends because they don't know how to end skits on SNL. Or it was a dream. Yeah, yeah like or something yeah. like that. So this was just like this. It, it was a great match. And then it's just, I don't know. I guess it just was, for me, flat. Only because I realized yeah, I how badly I wanted this this run for yeah, Shana I didn't, to uh, end. Yeah, I didn't want a schmaz either. Um, I think you're right. Um, that, that cheapened it a bit. And I think that that's what boosted the Adam Cole-Gargano match. Is that the Undisputed Era did not interfere. And Cole just gave us the tease. You know, yeah. that they were all coming down to... You know, rain, fire. Um, plus, the energy of the crowd too really helped. Oh yeah, they they were they were a plus. I, I got I'm gonna say two match the two matches I'll probably re- revisit, um, and it won't be the ladder match for the tag titles just because this is not a great era right now for the tag team wrestling. Like for undisputed era, I love them to death, um, but I I don't think that there's really a great other team i don't think that i think the street street profits it was just kind of their turn um oni and lorkin and danny and birch uh you know i, I don't see that they're worthy of the championships and <laughs> you just sons. say it right <laughs> i didn't even catch it for i was just like i was yep, trying to get you yep that's how you do it that's how you say it oni uh-huh, and lorkin and danny and birch <laughs> um i actually did like the jackson Riker spot i think some people were whining about it online but i thought it was cool and because he does look like noticeably larger than everybody else so he could in some capacity be like a monster heel at least for the tag teams i am definitely gonna get some hate that was my favorite part of that whole match Um, and then when everyone beat the crap out of him too i thought it was cool yeah the other one was was seeing uh kyle will himself i mean a few times in that match he was really just willing himself back up to his feet he is doing like the the job that he does selling himself and considering he comes from the company that a guy like Jim Cornette bitches about because they yeah. they don't sell I think Kyle O'Reilly is probably one of the best uh, I'm just gonna call him a salesman uh, on the NXT roster right now uh, that, that God he just makes it look so painful um, but you know go ahead I'm I'm I you were no you're you're fine um, well like with Kyle um with roddy and matt riddle all three of those guys they do two things so well like their their strikes they really look like they hurt every single time um so on this night we got to do i I was personally wincing a lot like oh my god like strong just really beat the shit out of matt riddle's chest and riddle's kicks cannot possibly feel good like (laughs) In yeah. some capacity, they're stage kicks, right? It's not actually right. kicking you in the jaw and knocking your teeth out of your head. But when he makes those comments about, you know, I'm going to retire, hey, bro, I'm going to retire Brock Lesnar. I watch a match like this and be like, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it looked really painful to be Roderick Strong in that match. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll come back and I'm going to watch uh, Colin Gargano and as skeptical as I was of, of Riddle. Uh, um, I'm sold. Uh, like I, I legitimately like watching longer Matt Riddle matches because he he does make them so uh, competitive. Uh, the two things I'm sorry, 
uh, where the strikes, and then his submissions look really good too. Um, and Roddy and Kyle are both really good at that, where it's not just, well, you're laying on the mat, I will slap your legs and get you in a, you know, some sort of crab. The transition moves into the submissions are so uh, fluid, where it just looks like, um, like they're picking a, a perfect opportune time to, oh, I should incorporate this because of the position the guy's in. Not, it doesn't look like there was a planning of this maneuver. It looks like, you know, the guy kind of reached his leg back because it was kind of hurting him a little bit, and then he just perfectly, um, you know, finds some way to weaken the joint. It, it just, it looks great on camera, um, and it looks like these guys could, the three of them could legitimately beat the shit out of me with real, real ease. Yeah. Uh, even if, you know, you know they've had two legs and one arm broken, I would still oh. get beat up if each of them only had one arm. I mean, I'm pretty sure Drake Maverick could beat the shit out of me, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to throw in any arguments there. Um, um, ooh, yeah, I, I didn't it, was like a, it was a really good, really good takeover. Um, and I know we want to make some time for your game here and try to not, well, you know, choke ourselves on our own vomit with the Super Showdown breakdown, but NXT UK, Matt, yeah, has been just hitting home runs back to back to back, um, where it's barely an hour show. It's roughly forty minutes with all the WWE shop commercials. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, this, this week uh, was shop commercials, showdown commercials, uh, Ronda Rousey commercials. Yeah. Yeah. If you only watch the matches of NXT UK, you're you're talking maybe twenty five minutes. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I think uh, it opened up with a pretty cool match. Um, the Hunt versus Saxon, Huxley, and Tyson T-Bone. Um, some indie wrestling names, if you've ever tried to hear one. Um, but the Grizzled Young Vets just hit another A-plus on their promos. Uh, Gibson was on a roll, as usual. Uh, telling the crowd, shut it off. Uh, and not another word from you, Vic, you Wilk. I don't even know what a Wilk is. I tried to look it up on Urban Dictionary, and the Urban Dictionary is like, I don't know, it's something British. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was hilarious. Um, and, you know, he Zach had been told that they have to defend their titles, and he's like, you having a laugh, having a rib at the expense of the grizzled young vets. Shut up, this show's not about you. Sit out and shut up while the champs are speaking. I'm going to have to walk in my handcrafted boots through a muddy field, through who knows how many bodily fluids to get in the ring to defend these titles while bands like Slipknot butcher music. No! <laughs> I was dying, man. It was right. so damn good. And, and he's talking about doing that, that match at yeah, uh, they're doing a Festival. like. A, Yes, the download festival. So he's, oh he's talking God. about all the drugs and, and teenagers that are going to be spewing fluids <laughs> everywhere. Just, I mean, like, building hate, like, in the arena that he's and he's fighting in, or, or, or at least doing the promo in right there. And if yeah. anybody at download festival is paying attention to this, immediately. Like, like it, it's just, that was a good... Uh, no, that that was a great strategic promo because it hit on so many different levels, um, and and he's you know, I, <sighs> no, it's it's something where I, yeah. this guy could be a megastar. This guy could be a monster. Um, he really knows how to work the mic. 
I mean, how... uh, James Drake was just kind of there along for the ride. Yeah, how lucky is James Drake to, to, <laughs> to have Zach Gibson at his side right now? How, um, how great is it to be long-haired Seth Green? You know, yes, yeah. that's, that's what James Drake looks like. And then Matt, you got a main event of uh, my boy Mastiff uh, doing his best Vader impression. You got the Kiwi Buzzsaw. You got the Irish Ace Jordan Devlin, and then Joe Coffey, friend of the show, who gave one of our tweets a favorite today. Uh, just a monster fatal four way. Um, with I would say if you had asked me who's gonna win this, the least, yeah, yeah, like who do you? How, yeah, who do how you want to put zero we, money on? Yeah, how often yeah. do we want surprises in our WWE matches? Um, this was not even, like, last on the list. This guy wasn't even on my list of who's going to win this. Um, I could have given you an hour's worth of content <laughs> on why this was Jordan Devlin. Or, I don't I mean... We could we could yeah, go on I'd for hours, see, but it was Travis I'd love to Banks see a monster that, clash. that takes yeah Travis Banks takes this, and there there was some great commentary by by Vic Joseph, uh, second plug in the show the, for Vic. the Wilk the Wilk that he the is Wilk. Um, he brought up a really good point that uh, the Kiwi Bus uh, didn't even get to fight in the first UK takeover because of what Devlin did to him, and now yeah. he gets to. You know, it, it comes back around for him. Now he's earned, you know, even though it's a story, now he's now earned to... uh, a shot. I, I kind of like that. Like, at first, I said, this is just an opportunity for Devlin not to win. Like, somehow Travis Banks was going to upset Devlin. You know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, man, they did they did ten times better for Travis Banks because now he's going up. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Now he's going to lose to Walter. But... <laughs> like good for Travis Banks to get the shot. Yeah, honestly, because you know Walter, he defeated Pete Dunn, who you know that was their golden boy, he held the title for basically two years. Um, he 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 was the standard bearer for NXT UK, so Walter defeated him. So Walter is not going to lose in his first feud after Walt uh, after Pete. Um, <laughs> So I would love to see that car crash match. That's him versus Mastiff. Oh my god! Um, and Joe Coffey certainly earned it, but he did have his NXT UK takeover moments, right against Pita, um, and then Devlin. You know, then he'd be having basically a heel versus heel, and that gets a little confusing for the crowd. You know, who do we root for? Yeah. Um, so I think this makes it a little more clear cut. It'll help establish Walter as more of a you know a monster. Um, but yeah, I think it was a surprise that nobody wanted. Uh, <laughs> even the crowd, the UK oh crowd, God. which is usually pretty electric, they were kind of like they were dead. Oh, oh. and he it's was... nothing against the buzzsaw. It's just that against Walter, I think he's such a formidable opponent. You you want to see the sneaky snake that is you know Devlin. You want to see the the car crash that it would be with Mastiff, or just the you know punishing affair would be with Coffee, but. Instead, you're going to have a, a real, real mismatch size-wise um, where it doesn't look like the buzzsaw has a fucking chance in hell yeah, they, uh, of winning. They better watch the uh, Brock Lesnar-Finn Balor match from uh, from earlier uh, this year. Ooh. That I, I, They got to take notes because there is... I mean, man, what a bummer that would be for the NXT UK title. I'm sorry again to the Kiwi Buzzsaw, but uh, if if Travis Banks walks away with this, uh, I mean, it's got to be Walter. 
And he hasn't, I think yeah, he hasn't been booked to a point where his winning is is plausible. Yeah, and, and this this Mike this might have to be a squash for the, the NXT UK title. I I just I don't know. I don't see it happening any other way. Mike, we might have a Jordan Devlin interference. Uh, you know, uh, maybe beating up Banks before the match starts, so it's even more obvious. So Walter can just squash him, and we can't really argue too much horrible way uh to end you know a uk takeover but um you know maybe that's maybe that's the only way we can do it uh to keep pushing along you know not not to burn us out on pete dunn walter matches kind of deal um right and it's just if you um i know we're definitely spoiling the results it's just that i think nxt is kind of uh, the U- United States one for me is hit kind of a lull where where I'm waiting or at least I'm waiting personally for some of the tag teams to play catch up and get to a point where I you know feel better about them. Um, the women's division basically has one heel in Shayna that I believe in, um, and the men's division it's undisputed era and Gargano and and Velveteen Dream and it doesn't feel like the depth is quite as there is is as deep as it has been. But with UK, like, I legitimately like watching, you know, the big strong boys. I like watching Pete Dunne. I like watching Walter, Eichner, uh, Bartel, uh, Gallus, um, you know, the whole women's division. My God. Uh, and it's not even, we don't, we barely like uh, the champion, Tony Storm. You know, we like Piper. Uh, you know, we like watching uh, uh, Kaylee Ray, who actually had a match today. We had, you know, Tegan Knox has been making appearances. Uh, Dakota Kai has been making UK appearances. She's hurt, but she was on the UK roster for a little bit. Um, it's it's uh, you know and, and you know uh, Mastiff Eddie Dennis we haven't seen in a while. Like I, I legitimately like watching these guys, but it just feels like they're overflowing uh, with talent. Um, so if you if you want to say you know I'm going to watch one show this week, I, I I think you're in good hands if you watch the UK program. But Matt. We're already pushing an hour, and we're doing your game. I love this game, and I want to win once. So, Matt, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get this game rolling. Well, you heard it, folks. We are going to play two rumors and a lie. Just to recap one more time, because Mike did introduce it earlier in the show. We're going to present three rumors to Mike. Two rumors are ones that I found online either through social media or just through good old good old Google search. Uh, and and uh, of those three rumors, uh, one of them will also be one I just made up. Uh, they're all going to fit categories. Uh, we started that the last time we played. And uh, we we actually went through the Sasha Banks category, Mike, but I've, uh, I've reset the deck. We've actually got two new categories, uh, plus the ones that you didn't pick last time. No pressure on picking the old ones because... Uh, I'm just going to jump in here. Uh, we'll start picking categories, and we'll go over uh, what's going on again. But um, this first category, Mike, is called Four Weeks Old. I think it would be fun if uh, a year from now, <laughs> since uh, a week ago we had three weeks old, is what this category was called. Um, I think it would be fun if we came back a year from now and had 52 weeks old and finally went through this category. Uh, so, Mike, uh, just... We'll, we'll run through these quicker, uh, quicker than we did last time. We've got okay. four weeks old. We've got mixed bag. We've got a category called venues. 
We have AEW Rumors, which has uh, gotten a bit of a facelift since last week when I introduced it. Uh, women's Wrestling and 24-7 Title or Championship, however you prefer. Ooh. I can recap those, or if one jumped out to you while I was going through them, uh, you can go ahead and pick it. Let's try, let's try to do two rounds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the first one. I'll let you pick the next one for me. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna. I want to do the AEW one. Let's see how awful these are. All right. You ready, Mike? You yeah. know, I thought I thought I was ready the past two weeks, and uh, I'm in a, a big hole here. So let me let me see if I can. I don't know. Dick my way out of this hole. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So I, and these rumors needed a facelift because so many had been revealed for what I was going to present to you last week. So uh, yeah. they're they're related to AEW, but they also may be related to other wrestling companies. Uh, you know, you be the judge. Um, so AEW rumors, Mike, you're going to get three rumors here. Two of them are rumors that are quote unquote real. One is one that I made up, and you're going to pick the one I made up. First one, Shinsuke Nakamura has asked for his release because Mike, all of his good friends are fighting in AEW. Mike, Dean Ambrose, this is rumor number two, also known as John Moxley, is looking to build his character in the indies and AEW before returning to the WWE at a future date as Mox. Mike, number three, Bill Goldberg was more interested in an AEW contract and the price was right, but was against the proposed booking of losing to one Cody Rhodes. Mike, those are your three rumors. All relating to AEW. Which one of those, Mike, did I make up? And I know you love eliminating them. So uh, this will be I'm fun gonna, to see if you eliminate yeah, the one that I, can, I made. Let me fuck this up immediately. Uh, <laughs> I think the middle one you found online. Correct. Mike, you have, for the first time playing this game, <laughs> have knocked it down to a 50-50 shot. So, left is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura asking for his release to go ahead and join AEW. Or, Mike, was Bill Goldberg more interested in an AEW contract? And the price was there, but he didn't like the booking. Man. I think that Matt made up. We're on the edge of our seat. Oh my god, this is so difficult. Matt, what did, whoa, Matt. Matt made up <laughs> the first one. Nakamura has not asked for his release. Um, Michael. And, oh my god, what? The streak continues. No! Matt made up the Goldberg rumor. Wow, that uh, was a good one, Matt. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, yeah, there was nothing out there that said he was more interested in an AEW contract. It was just rumored a couple months ago that he was in talks, but no details came out of that. But there are rumors of Shinsuke Nakamura leaving the WWE and that he's already requested his release to go join um, what would be, I guess, uh, argued to be a, a group of, of performers who would appreciate his art more than WWE does. Uh, so, Mike, you want me to pick the next category yes well mike uh, last week you picked sasha banks i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna keep rolling with that and we're gonna go with women's wrestling because again this was another one i liked filling out i think i told you last week sasha banks was my favorite um yeah. so as we keep rolling around rolling rolling around rolling along 
Women's wrestling is the category. Mike, you're getting three rumors again. One of them is the one I made up. Uh, let's roll into number one. Sasha Banks is reportedly returning to the WWE after initial talks with other companies didn't meet the boss's needs for payment. Mike, rumor number two. Becky Lynch and Charlotte has been canceled for WrestleMania 36. Pushing the feud up, meaning this feud will be settled at SummerSlam. And Mike, number three, Natalia was asked to become the general manager of the NXT women's division. And after refusing to do so, Natalia has been removed from all future storylines on WWE programming. Mike, which one of those did I make up? Wow. <laughs> yeah, these are good. I mean, you know. <laughs> so whoever say... made these, they're so smart. I'm going to say the middle one you did not make up. Correct. You did it again, Mike. See, you're getting better at this. I'm getting better. Yeah. Okay. So which one did Matt make up? You've got Sasha Banks reportedly returning to WWE after she did not get a large enough offer, uh, which would have to be talks under the table. And Natalia uh, is now being removed from future storylines. Um, after, uh, where are we at? being asked to become the NXT Women's Division general manager and refusing to do so. Mike, which one of those did I make up? Wow. Matt, I think you made up the Sasha Banks one. Oh, no. Mike, the streak continues. You still no! have not gotten... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Dave Meltzer actually reported that uh, Sasha Banks is returning to the WWE. Um, and then we've got just a random Twitter rumor for Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And Mike, I made up Natalia getting asked to become the NXT wow. Women's Division uh, General Manager. You know, I picked this because I thought you would say to yourself, Matt, there's no way WWE would want that buffoon on the microphone once a week. <laughs> talking to the nxt women um but yeah i made i made that one up Damn. and i i just realized too that i made both of those categories today and i put the one that i made up last because i had to find the two rumors <laughs> to fill out the category oh, and then i put mine God. at the end i didn't even think to mix it up this week um so Son that of a bitch that is Son of a bitch. that is how many i think we've gone through six rumors or six categories now mike um unfortunately oh for six. Oh for six but you're getting better remember last the first time you, yeah you fucked up uh by eliminating my choice all three all three <laughs> times uh you did that again last week uh but now you've you've been able to i'm starting to understand this game a little yeah bit. you're getting there uh yeah, hopefully by, by week 48 I'm going to be pretty good. <laughs> We're going to come back to uh, the, the 52 weeks old category. And <laughs> we'll be able to figure this out. I am not changing these three on here. These will stick good. on there. Leave them on there. And and maybe they're gonna they'll stay, all... They're going to stay there. They're all going to come to fruition. So then we won't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I hope they all come true. Yeah. Is that is that not what fruition means? Is That, that is what fruition means. <laughs> I love doubt. All right, now that I'm giggling, we can talk Super Showdown, even though I fucking hate Super Showdown. And yeah, we're existence. at an hour and ten, Matt. Um, you want to just run through? Uh, Kofi, Dolph, Kofi, Seth, <laughs> Baron, Seth, Roman, Shane. That is a tough one. 
I, Shane I mean, McMahon is on a pretty good I can see win streak. I can see Shane getting the win on this. I think we're going to kickstart a Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns feud again. So I think Shane's going over. Oh, man. Matt, Matt the Triple H, Randy Orton. It's the match you didn't ask for, but we're going to give it to you. <laughs> Um, I do approve of the use of these guys, because let's just have the old farts fight each other. Yeah, we don't need Randy um, Rowan in anything. I guess I'll take uh, Randy, because he's younger. Let the youth let the youth get a chance. If <laughs> Randy a win. When's Randy going to get his chance? Matt, who are you taking? Oh, uh, I didn't know if I was taking anybody. Um... Yeah, I'll I'll take Randy Orton. I don't think Triple H likes winning anymore. <laughs> well, uh, in classic um, WWE fashion, you know, we announce when Money in the Bank briefcase holders are going to uh, cash in the the mystery match. Uh, we've booked Andrade versus quote Demon Finn Balor. <laughs> Yay for surprises. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, so we're, we're getting Demon Finn Balor's going over Andrade. Um, I don't think you there's, know, there's any chance. You know what would have been great is in 2016, if they'd announced the Royal Rumble with secret entry, AJ Styles at number three. <laughs> uh, well, obviously Finn's going to win because he's got his magic paint on. Um, I, I guess that's all there is to say about that. Um, <laughs> that's all I Lars, have to say about Lars Sullivan that. is in a hate crime against the Lucha House Party. <laughs> uh, Matt, will justice prevail? No. <laughs> okay, Lar- Lars wins. Uh, we have Braun versus Bobby Lashley in a match of two wildly mismanaged superstars. Uh, Matt, who wins? Um, I guess... I'm going to go with Braun, because he seems to have some good luck in Saudi Arabia winning the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble a Yeah, year that's ago. a good pick. Uh, the Saudis, they like big pieces of white meat, so I think Braun's going over. <laughs> and then Matt, in a combined age that almost is as old as the sport of baseball itself, we have The Undertaker and Goldberg coming in at 108. Matt. Dead man. Dumb man. <laughs> Who's going to win between dumb man and dead man? Uh, dead man's taking this. We, we have to go back to Vince's way of booking. There's absolutely zero chance that the most loyal man to WWE is, is going to lose a match to, you know, the, the face that ran the place that was WCW. Um, yeah, uh, Right? I mean, that's the long and short of it. There, there's no... Mike, there's no chance that you're thinking the opposite, right? Look at Matt. Look at Matt operating in this realm of logic and reason. Matt! <laughs> Undertaker is next! Oh, Goldberg! No! For the win. And then, Goldberg is going to spear Lesnar. He's going to take the money in the bank briefcase, and he's going <laughs> to cash in. That'd be great if you could just take it like it was the 24-7 title. Um, oh, there's also a 50-man battle royale, but I have no idea who's in that match. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, uh, I think uh, Bray Wyatt's going to win. That'll be how they... He's just going to be a random entrant. He'll be entrant number 32 in the 50-man battle royale. No no music. <laughs> He'll already be in the ring. 
God, I hate these Saudi Arabian pay-per-views. Um, I'm gonna pick. Uh, give me, give me Hangman Page. That's who I'm picking. Oh my God, I'm going cross promotional show. <laughs> That's uh, fr- you know, I haven't made an appearance in a long time, but I think we all know AEW is just the stomping grounds for Vince McMahon. <laughs> It's a scam. You brothers of discussion didn't see it. It's been happening under your faces, under your noses for weeks. I don't know how you guys call yourselves wrestling analysts. You don't know a damn thing. This is the biggest scam since WCW was formulated by Ted Turner, who is actually Vince McMahon in a mask. This is the biggest tragedy in the history of professional wrestling. It's bullcrap. I'm taking myself to win the 50-man battle royal. I'm going out flipping both birds. Good night. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Because that was that's uh, my shitty impression. <laughs> um, you're going with Mr. Potatoes, potatoes himself. <laughs> uh, I'm going with last year's runner-up, Mr. Daniel Bryan. Woo! Oh, man. That's... God damn, I forgot about Daniel Bryan. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Remember AJ Styles? Yeah. Remember when they were fighting and people were complaining (laughs) that they were fighting? God, people are so fucking dumb. I can't wait till they're both in AEW. Um, Not to be that guy, but I mean, mean, come on, Shane McMahon. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Are you really watching Shane and liking this? All right. I think that's it. Just real it. quick. Yes. There's no tag team matches scheduled, but there is a Shane McMahon match scheduled. Ladies and gentlemen, Super Showdown. <laughs> and that is the Brothers of Discussion. Everybody, I, I saw online that you did uh, rate and review us. So please, if you are listening to the Brothers rate of Discussion. It, rate us again. Rate, yeah, go ahead. Rate us again. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, please. It'll help us, us grow on, the on show. Spotify. Yeah, go to Spotify. We're on Spotify now. We tweeted that out a couple times over the weekend. I think that did help. Uh, but yeah, if you listen to us on Spotify, uh, it'll it'll make us uh, easier to find. Uh, the more of you that, that take the time to, to search for us and find us. Uh, but more people that listen to us on there, the the higher we'll go in the rankings when you search Brothers in Discussion. We're still like 50 down when you search our exact name. Uh, but all that being said, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can now find the Brothers of Discussion. I, I can't think of another place that we could possibly be, but we're out there. So go uh, enjoy the Brothers of Discussion, but do us a favor, rate and review and subscribe. We're not asking for money. We're just asking for a small favor. Uh, but if you also want to follow us and uh, have a conversation, go to bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Find us at bodpodcast for Twitter and Facebook. And, of course, follow the Facebook group of live uh, wrestling discussion. Uh, it's led by yours truly, who is a top fan of the WWE and Botchamania. I'll have you know, there aren't many people who can say they're top fans in both of those. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly thought everybody was just given the honor of being a top fan i i i still can't believe that's, that there's uh, something i've done that's made me a top fan if you hear a creaking sound that's the sound of matt destroying his own shoulder by patting himself on the back yeah um yeah anyway are you, you almost done patting yourself on the back over there yeah i think we're good <laughs> all right 
Thanks, everybody. I had a blast, Matt. We'll see you next week, and uh, we'll try and wipe the vomit from our chins from another wild episode of Super Showdown. <laughs> Goodbye. Yep. yep. Signing off. Good.